Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I'm super excited to be interviewing um, Brad Monacue. And also, I have a little bit of a different setup in the background right now. We're still figuring some things out and just got braces. So um, if, if I talk funny or as you can see, the background is different. But yeah, so uh, Brad Montague is a New York Times bestselling author and illustrator, which is just amazing. And he was the creator of Kid President. And his work is um, designed to connect with the hearts of children, uh, young and old. And he is currently preparing for... Uh, hit the road to hit the road um, and celebrate the release of the fantastic. Um, You're close. You're so close. The fantastic beret. I I can't pronounce things. <laughs> the fantastic bureau of imagination. Bureau of imagination. Sorry, I cannot pronounce things for the life of me. You've had a long day. You've had so much going on. You yeah. Did it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so. Brad and I connected about a year and a half ago, and I'm really glad that we're reconnected now and we're talking again. So thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited um, to talk to you and put this episode out there. Thank you for all you do. It's it's an honor to talk with, with Sammy. It's, <laughs> it's cool to be part of this. Yeah, thank you. So uh, recently, I celebrated the one-year anniversary of my book, Inspire the World, A Kid's Journey. Yes, and it's wonderful. I have Thank my copy. You. Oh, it's at the house right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, it felt really good just knowing that my book is out there in the world and hopefully inspiring kids to make a difference no matter who they are. Um, and you have been writing and creating for a long time, longer than me, <laughs> and have had many great successes. Your books speak from your heart and to other people's hearts. So how long have you been a creator, writer, and illustrator? And um, what drew you to kind of go that path? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, it is um, uh, a great joy, but also like I do it out of survival um, because I have to. I've done it since I was in fourth grade um, where I was doodling on the backs of tests and papers and all sorts of stuff um, because it was like these little things I had to get out, out of me um, and, and that I, I wanted stories I wanted to tell and worlds I wanted to create, worlds I wanted to visit, um, all, all that. Um, and and it's, it's become a, a form of expression, but also a form of um, not just self-expression, but of, um, I like to think of creating anything, whether it's a book, a comic, a podcast, um, as a way of making like a little bonfire uh, that uh, lets people know they belong. (laughs) So bonfires of belonging, these little things that can bring people together, that can connect people where it's not just about the story you're, sh- you're sharing yourself, but it's about the stories that everybody can share when they connect to it, what it might inspire for them, what it might, um, how it might help heal them or how it might um, encourage them on their journey, 
all that stuff because some of my favorite things have have done that you know um and i'm sure you have things that you love like um are there any books or anything you've read recently that you just like oh i love this yes 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 i just bought actually like two hundred dollars worth of books the other day it's great oh uh, are you one of those you buy stacks and stacks me too yeah i have like, i need a bigger bookshelf because i have books like all over my room just scattered yeah, they're they're like little friends, little friends that can take you places. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I really love the way you connect with like the bonfire. And I think so many people can relate to that as well. So, um, yeah, yeah well, I grew up going to summer camp. Have you ever gone to camp? Do you ever go to any camps? Yeah, that's actually I went to a summer camp and that's how I originally um, found out about the idea for my buddy bench project. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, camp was huge for me as a kid because it was one of those places I didn't know anybody. And I was pretty shy as a kid. And here was a place where I had to really get out of my comfort zone. But it was a safe place for me to be challenged. And and um, I made good friends. But I also uh, I think you'll you'll like this. And your friend, your friends who listen will appreciate this. Um, I thought camp would be a cool place to um, try out a new identity. So uh, one year I went to camp and I told everybody my name was not Brad. I told them it was Chad. Yeah, real wild man over here. And I, I told so I told these people, but but I, I'm not I'm not a good liar. I was a really bad liar then too. And and uh, I chickened out. I told like half the camp my name was Chad. And then I gave up and like told the other half it was Brad. So by like midweek, everybody at camp's like, wait, I, he told me it was Brad. I thought your name was Chad. And hey, wait, and even my counselor finally had a big meeting um, and he sat me on a pile of suitcases and he had a pool noodle. And he was like, what is your real name? And I said, it's Brad. And he went, that's what we thought. That's what it said on the roster. But here now, for here on forward, your name is no longer Brad or Chad. You are. And he got the pool noodle. I dubbed the Brad Chad. <laughs> right. And um, and so everybody at camp called me Brad Chad. And even now I will meet people and run into people and they'll be like, whoa, it's Brad Chad. And I know, oh, they know me from camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That is so fun. Yeah. So yeah. now if anybody's listening to this, they may also... Uh, refer to me as Brad Chad. They will know my true form, my true identity. True form. <laughs> well, hello, Brad Chad. Thank you for being on my podcast. <laughs> oh, no, that is so fun. And I love it. Thank you for sharing. I feel like um, people like in different aspects and different ways can relate to what you said, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're my friend, so I can share it with you because you've been kind to me. You, you, uh, it was so cool to be inspired by the work that you do. Um, and and then to when I had the Circles All Around Us book come out, you helped me um, uh, share that mostly because I felt like the work that you do embodied the spirit of that book, which was building community and expanding and serving our circles of compassion. And um, and. Yeah, it's just so cool to meet somebody that was living it out. And um, so you continue to encourage me and inspire me. You rule. That means a lot to me. And I actually have your book on my bookshelf over there. Um, Oh, I'm part of the book stack, the Sammy book stack. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, my sister was reading through it the other day too, and I thought that was really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, on to like the next part. So a few years ago when I was like, so a while ago before I started my buddy bench project and everything, I would watch TV shows and YouTube videos and not know anything that went on behind the scenes, but like thought that the finished product was really cool. Um, and a few years ago, I had the opportunity of teaming up with UPS and um, Wishes Delivered, and they got to help me deliver a buddy bench um, to a group in Staten Island. And we ended up filming like a five minute or less video in three days. And I didn't realize that's how much it took. And it was crazy. So um, there were so many people involved. And now I just have so much more of an appreciation for what goes on uh, behind the scenes. And yeah. I know you were the creator of Kid President, which is really cool because I remember watching that. <laughs> and it's just a really cool thing um, to, I'm sure, for you to be a part of. And I think that's just amazing. So as a creator, did you also like direct it? And how did you come up with the ideas for each episode and just kind of um, what was your part in it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote and directed every episode of Kid President um, on the web. And then we did a TV series and I wrote and directed that too. Uh, we did the TV series with a larger team um, uh, of really talented people. Um, but generally it was, it was me. And, and um, I worked with Robbie, who's my younger brother-in-law. Um, and he played this part of Kid President. And he was my co-collaborator, co-conspirator in making this weird little hand grenade of happiness that we would throw onto the internet every week. And we made a couple hundred of those. And, um, and it was uh, a total blast, but also like you mentioned, a, a lot of work, a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Um, because um, when, you know, he was 10 years old when we, nine years old when we started, and nine-year-olds say a lot of things that um, uh, <laughs> that need to be edited and need to be shortened uh, and need to be cut to, to make sense. And so uh, uh, we would film over a couple of days for just a two-minute video um, where it would just be a little bit after school until he got bored and then we'd, we'd move on. Because I always wanted it to be fun because if it wasn't fun for him or me, um, I didn't feel like it'd be fun to watch. And so that was the goal is if it was fun behind the scenes, it would somehow uh, show up on screen. And um, I learned to create and write um, because one of my first jobs out of college was working in a newsroom. And so I, uh, it was a small newsroom as uh, is, is, um, uh, local television news where there's anchors and there's a nightly news report and a morning news show. And uh, I had to learn to run a big giant camera and set up lights and learn how to edit. And at that time, they were at the beginning phases of moving to digital editing. So I was also editing reel to reel stuff, which is really cool old machines where you're turning the knob and it was fascinating. And also really hard because you had to tell a story and you had to tell it truthfully and it had to be short enough to get people's attention, but also quality enough that they watched the whole thing. And, um, and so I, I had to learn a lot. But one of the big things I learned in news is that I didn't want to do it, <laughs> which is a lot of jobs, a lot of things you do. You, you learn a lot of skills, you learn about the craft, but you also learn a lot about yourself. And I learned that 
I, I just had this feeling there's got to be better stories to tell than this, because a lot of the stories we were telling were, you know, typical news stories. You know, they, they would send me out to tell stories of something violent that had happened or some sort of accident, some tragedy, um, scandal, all of these things. And um, and while those stories were happening, there were also, I think, far more hopeful stories that were being that were being lived out and that could have been told and a spotlight that could have been put on on good. And um, and I think there's a, a definite place for that kind of news. Um, but there's a world of stories that need to be told and um, we should tell them. So that's what I started chasing after. I love that so much. And that's just like, that's a really cool um, story behind like everything. And again, just thank you for sharing that. I think that's uh, really cool to hear and to know. Like I remember in second grade watching Kid President. Uh, so that's really cool. <laughs> Um, again, just to be talking to you, it's really amazing. well. It's really cool when you make a thing. You have no idea where it could end up. And yeah. and um, when I was um, you know, a kid making things in my room, I had no thought that uh, I would ever be able to share them with anybody outside of my classmates. And um, and now with your generation has the ability to um, have a microphone and be listened to, um, and not just. Uh, what I love about what you do is you um, actually have something to say and something to share. And what you share is not about getting attention for you, but bringing attention to the good we can all do. It's a little bonfire you make. And um, I think the more we make those, the more it inspires more people to make things. So you're the kind of storyteller that inspires more stories. And those are the best kinds of storytellers. Oh, I love that. Thank you. And I think um, you were saying again how you never like it's cool how things that you never thought would turn out big like have like I never thought my buddy bench project I would be starting a podcast. I didn't think yeah. that five years ago from now like I would be talking to all these different people and sharing my story all across the world. And I think that's just one really cool thing about it, how far it's come. And yeah, little things can go really far if they're packed with love, you know? And yeah. uh, love travels far and it finds its people because um, there's lots of people who need it and are hungry for it and looking for it. And, and um, so the more we scatter those little hope seeds, the more stuff can bloom. And uh, uh, I forget that a lot. And then I get reminded and I'm like, ah, oh, oh, yeah, it's worth it. These little things spread. Um, yeah, you know, I don't have them here, but the Circles book, for instance, has been translated into five different languages now and, and more. And that just blows my mind. It's so fascinating to me that that can happen. And then in a couple of months, um, we're going to pack up the whole family. We're going to go to New England because there's a marching band there in um, Connecticut. The Newtown Marching Band is doing their whole halftime show is around the circles all around us. <laughs> like a marching band. I would have never thought a picture book would, you know, come to life through a marching band. But uh, that's what's great about art is that it can inspire more art and good can inspire more good. Um, Sammy's podcast can inspire more podcasts. Oh, I love that so much. That is really cool. And that must be really cool. Just 
experience like an opportunity oh yeah i'm like i'm pulling the kids out of school we got to go experience they got to see this i gotta you know i want to see it for myself um so that i can sit back and and be inspired by how they were inspired and and to see the good that they're doing um because we we can get little glimpses of of the impact we make and it does even better than, than we would have thought it would. Um, when other people, when, you know, it becomes about something bigger than us. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really cool. And again, thank you for sharing. Um, so about a year and a half ago, we were able to connect and you interviewed me and made me a, or made a really neat video um, animation of my story. And it was just like really cool. I remember sitting there and watching it and like, what it was really amazing <laughs> yes i remember i was uh, uh working late uh, uh putting that together the night before the book came out um because uh uh i i was trying to draw that little story and do honor to to the good you were doing to tell it well oh thank you and it turned out amazing so appreciate it <laughs> Uh, I was also a recipient of probably the coolest and definitely most fashionable award, um, the Neighborhoodie, uh, which is the You have yours, yes. Yeah. Yes. I was very honored to receive um, the award, but even more honored to be able to create um, uh, create circles together. And your book, The Circles Around Us, came out around the time. Um, yeah, it was about the time that I got this. And I think this is just so cool. And I'm, again, so honored to receive it. Uh, so, you know, you- a lot of a lot of pretty important people have gotten the neighborhoodie. You know, people like you, Dolly Parton has one. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> for her work with the Imagination Library, we were able to give her one. Uh, there's kids in different countries who've been sent them. Uh, the neighborhoodie is this... Uh, fun little way we can acknowledge people who make the world better for other people (laughs) yeah and I love it so much and like I said I have it on display in my room like at all times it's (laughs) it's really amazing one of my favorites so thank you um and you have a new book coming out in March 2023 I'm not going to try to pronounce it again Um, yeah the fantastic bureau of imagination yeah so can you tell us a little bit about that and what's your goal for it and stuff yeah, well, you know, there's this secret group who helps make ideas happen. Um, you know, imagination is our world's greatest resource, but it's also the most misused sometimes because we use our imagination to worry or to dream up ways to be terrible to each other. And so we could use imagination to dream up amazing things. You know, imagination was used to dream up the napkin, pants, (laughs) chairs. Uh, You used your imagination with this, uh, all the things you create. Um, And so I have this book coming out, it's called the Fantastic Bureau of Imagination. And there's these agents who run it and they are called figments and um, figments are um, very brave little creatures. There's many different types. There's um, uh, ones that are made of light. There's ones that um, they they can fly. Uh, There's ones made of wood. There's 
some made of all different types. There's, they all have work in different departments, like the um, Department of Wonder, the Department of Reimagining, the Department of all these different offices. And they carry official badges. This is one that uh, we made. That's uh, And you open it and you can see about the agent. This is the main agent in uh, our story. He delivers mail. It's a figment who uh, works in the mailroom and uh, delivers mail to all the many different departments in uh, the Fantastic Bureau of Imagination. His name's Sparky. Uh, he has a dream puppy. It's a little dog um, named Rascal. And uh, the two of them go on an adventure and the book's about that. But most of all, the book's about um, tapping kids and former kids on the shoulder and letting them know that they can be an agent at the Fantastic Bureau of Imagination and that they're needed to help fulfill all the imaginative possibilities of all things, to reimagine the world around them. So I'm really excited to see what people start to dream up, you know, as they reimagine their community, reimagine what their family looks like, reimagine what their street looks like, reimagine what the room looks like, reimagine everything uh, and to create something better. And uh, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm super excited to get the book, read it and everything. It just seems... I'll send you a badge and everything. Oh, thank you. No, like it just seems like such a great book and I'm super excited for it to come out and congratulations as well on that. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're very excited about it. It's going to be um, really fun. It's the kind of book I would have loved as a kid. And it's also the kind of book that I love now, the kind of book that um, uh, is full of stories. Um, there's a lot of hidden stories in it. I had so much fun building this world. And so there's um, there's some stories we'll be telling um, when the book comes out that are about all the different figments. And um, we are going to be placing figment doors in different places. So you have to be on the lookout for figment doors uh, that are entryways uh, into this world of imagination. My goal, and I'm hoping this can happen, Sammy, I want there to be a figment door that leads to the headquarters of the Bureau of Imagination at the Federal Bureau of Investigation in Washington, D.C. So that's oh, one of my goals. So amazing. That would be I'm going to so get an official figment door at the human FBI here. Oh, I love that. I'll support you through the whole thing. And. We'll make this happen. <laughs> I've said it on the podcast. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That is so cool. Um, and so the next thing that I want to touch on, I think that's really important. So sometimes I feel like I always need to be happy or like I always have, I can't say no. I always have to say yes to different opportunities and stuff because I don't want to let other people down. Um, but yeah, so that's something that I'm definitely still working on. But I know I don't always have to say yes. I can say no sometimes, but again, I'm still working on that. So this past summer, I actually took a break from my podcast a little bit, and that was a good, just refresher and everything. I think um, that was really good. And it's not because I didn't enjoy it, but I just needed to take a little break and maybe and just enjoy my summer a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I know you took a break from social media for a while, and I just wanted to say I think that's really amazing and great. So, uh, how do you manage like all the stress and knowing what to say yes and no to? Yeah, that's really good questions, and it's really wise of you to pause and refresh. Um, and yeah, I, I took a, a long break, and then I'm I'm even now, um, you know. Um, uh, rethinking my relationship with social media a bit so that it's it's 
um, super help, healthy. Cause it, 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 I, I love the kind of things you can do online as far as like stories you can tell and the ways you can build community and do good. Like, I love that. And, and um, I've been able to see a lot of good happen. Um, but at the same time, it can be all consuming um, to the point that it drains you and you're, uh, I love to create things. And when you create from an empty well, uh, you're left with not a lot to share. And so I have a family and kids. And, and so first and foremost, I want to be able to have a, a joyful, happy life with them that's full and rich. And I want to know more about them than I do about my um, Instagram following or, or whatever. Um, I, I want to know my kids' favorite candies at the moment and their favorite like colors and what they're up to. And so I've, I've spent a lot more time in the immediate circle around me and, and then beginning to ask what's the sort of stories we want to share, the sort of things I, I want to do, the kinds of things I want to create and, um, and use um, things online to do that. And so I'm thinking about um, that. And part of that comes from um, something that I, I'm having to remember. Um, it's kind of like sailing. You know, if you were a sailor and you were shipwrecked, you, you have to pause and um, take a look at your boat, steady that boat. Um, and then you want to look at your compass and, and kind of figure out, okay, where is it I want to go? Like where, where, um, which direction am I headed? And, and then you set sail. And I think a lot of people instead just go, I'm going to start a YouTube channel or I'm going to do this. And they maybe don't think about what that means. You know, what is it you want to say? And where do you want to go? And if people are going to follow you, where are you going to take them? And, and would it, what, where would it be? And so um, I've been thinking about that a lot. And, um, and I want to go some place and create something and create a community that, that creates a better world together. And uh, so that, that's what I'm after. And, and so, so it's about a healthier rhythm. And, um, and I've also been asking the kind of question, like, what is it I want to add to the world? Um, and I want to add hope and peace and joy and love. I want to add that kind of stuff. Um, but you can't give the world what you don't have. So if you want to give the world wonder, you have to have wonder yourself. Or if you want to have give the world peace, then you need peace yourself. And if you want joy, then you need that yourself to be able to share. So um, I think it's really important we take care of ourselves so that we can share ourselves. <laughs> and and yeah. that's, that's what I, I uh, appreciate. It. Your work is not done alone, that that you you work with your family and you have people around you that love you and, and help help you be able to be supported and cared for so that you can support and care for the wider circles around you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's very, um, the support system is also a very um, important aspect of it all. And thank you for sharing that. Um, again, I say thank, I'm saying thank you a lot. But well, really you're just so, you're so grateful. You're so good. I am. Thank you so much for just sharing everything. I <laughs> um, so we have 10 minutes left for this Zoom because I don't have the upgraded version. So I think we can fit the last bit, bit in. Um, so I have a tagline that I say in each episode and just say in general, you don't just have been dealt with difference. You could be a kid too. Um, 
So I know you have a lot of quotes and I was looking through them and I could not pick a favorite one. So, do you have um, a favorite one maybe that you want to share? Oh, yeah. You know, there's so many. I collect words. I have notebook after notebook of just things that I, if I see something I love, I write it down and I try to keep them and all sorts of things. And, and you know, I think one that I've been going back to um, is from a poem that um, I have a book from. There's a poet, W.H. Auden, um, who, who said, if equal affection cannot be, let the more loving one be me. And um, I love that. And I'm challenged by that. And uh, uh, so I hang on to that a lot. I also have other words. I keep my desk covered with words. Um, I have, there's a picture book author, Tommy DiPaolo, who, who did um, uh, some really wonderful books. But I, I wrote out these, these words from him that are about um, uh, why we do the work we do. Um, to let love be felt through the work that we make. And uh, I thought, wow, that's cool that he had that at his desk because that's what I felt when I read his books. And, um, and so I keep those words close to me. I love that very much. And once again, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're so good. You're so good at this. You're a great interviewer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so is there anything else you want to say before we get on to the rapid fire round? Ooh, there's a rapid fire round. Let's jump in. All right. So I'll just ask you a few questions and you can answer with the first thing that okay. comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Right. So first question, what's your favorite animal? Oh, right now it's otters. Ooh, nice. <laughs> They're good friends. They're sweet. Yeah. They hold hands. Yeah, I read about that the other day and I'm like, that is so cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of fascinated with otters and also possums. Uh, I, I, I follow an, a Twitter account that's a possum every hour. Uh, there, we, we, here in the South, we, we see, uh, you know, there's always a possum around. And so kind of fascinated with them right now. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, favorite color? Blue. Different shades, any shade. Blue, yeah. Uh, would you rather speak to animals or speak all languages? Ooh, oh man, that's hard. Because uh, I would love to be able to connect, travel anywhere and know that I could connect and talk, speak with people. Uh, but then to know what birds feel like, <laughs> to be able to hear what animals think, though we may not want to know what they think of us. Oh. <laughs> I guess I'd have to go with humans, though yeah. my heart says animal. <laughs> Love that. So if you could meet anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, 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 that's so good. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, you got, is this, do you ask this all the time? Um, yeah, I asked, I asked, um, I asked, I have some that like I repeat on most podcasts, like this one and then um, other wow. ones. Oh, that's good. I, do you get like the same person often? Do, do people always say somebody I don't, different? I don't think I've ever gotten the same person. As there's so many, and my, my mind's flooded with so many people that are like, you know, creative heroes uh, or, or fascinating people to me. Um, there's a guy, Wendell Berry, who's a poet farmer that I, I love. There's Jane Goodall. I'd love to meet Jane Goodall. Still not met her. 
I would have loved to meet Maya Angelou. I never got to meet her or Desmond Tutu. I wanted to meet Desmond Tutu really badly. Uh, there's uh, Madeline Langles, one of my favorite authors. I would have loved to sit with her. Tolkien, just sit with him. I, I wouldn't want to meet him. I just want to sit in the back and watch him write, you know, uh, uh, or, or, oh, I'm going on and on, but yeah, there's some pretty, pretty cool heroes of imagination. Okay. Rapid fire. Here we go. Rapid fire questions. If I could be any cartoon character, who would I be any cartoon character? I would have to choose one that could fly. So that narrows it down a little bit. So they're um, a famous bird um, or a super flying hero. Um, yeah. Or, you know what? I, I might go with the mouse. I'll go with the mouse from Ratatouille. Remy. Yeah. Do you prefer hot or cold? Hot or cold? Oh, fall weather. So right in between. Starting to get chipper you can wear sweaters fall cold let's go uh, favorite vacation spot it's anywhere my family is yeah I know uh, but uh, we like to travel um, one place I want to travel I would say I have a goal that I would like to visit every continent with my kids uh, before they graduate high school the clock's a ticking. Um, yeah. You are amazing. Thank you so much. And um, I appreciate you and the chance to share. Keep being you. Um, so for the last two questions, um, one of them is, where can people find you on social media to follow your amazing journey? Yeah, so I'm at Brad Montague, B-R-A-D-M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E. Um, you can find me most anywhere. Uh, my wife and I have a creative studio called Montague Workshop, and we sell art prints and books and other fun things um, at montagueworkshop.com. Um, but uh, books are available wherever great books are sold. I love that. So make sure to follow um, Brad Chad and his amazing journey. <laughs> <laughs> For the last question to ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile? Oh, oh, that's good. You know, there's otters holding hands. There's possums. There's Sammy. There's um, uh, the, the thing that I have found I really, really love is when people are excited about something. And when you hear somebody, even if I don't, I don't I'm not a sports person, but I love being in a place where everybody's excited about a game. And I'm like, oh, they're happy. Uh, or if someone's telling me about their favorite plant, I'm not a gardener, but to hear them talk about the, the process, when somebody loves something, I think love is super lovely and it always makes me smile. Um, and when, uh, when old people hold hands. <laughs> I love that. And I can agree with all those answers. They definitely make me smile. And this podcast has made me smile. So... Thank you so much for being on here again. I said thank you a lot, but I really do appreciate it. Well, can I say thank you to you? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That I appreciate it. <laughs> it's okay. It's so good to be here. And I'm glad you're you. Keep going. 
thank you. I'm glad you're you as well. And I'm glad we were able to reconnect and everything. So I really hope that this podcast made everyone else smile as well. And um, just remember that you don't just have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid too. I hope you have a great day. Bye. It's a-